What's good, Mala? Hope you're feeling better today. I am, like you, a melanin mom, and I can totally relate to this segment um, and just the the struggles with keeping your children woke as fuck, you know, informing them what's the reality of shit. People, I used to live in Utah, predominantly white state, so that's why I had to do all that. And we always got treated funny all the time, everywhere we went. Um, and it just became a, a fucking norm. And that's why I'm so glad I'm out of that place. You know, I'm so much happier here in Vegas, um, where, where now it's just people that are assholes that you have to deal with, not racist assholes, really. But anyway, I just wanted to call in, girl, and tell you I feel you. I'm there with you. We're doing this together. Marla, my buddy. <clears throat> over there I just want to say and this comes from my heart truly um, and I don't often speak about race because you know maybe wrongly I don't actually know that much but I am obviously a white man a white English man with a white complete white heritage but I just wanted to say it's not nice to hear what uh, any person, as an ethnic minority as we call it in the UK, has to go through. It is wrong in every way. I treat people as equals. I treat people as I see them. I treat people how they treat me, regardless of colour, religion, background, whatever. To me, you are a lady. That's what you are. Not your colour. Peace out. The end. Period. Peace, Simon. Thank you for your call-in. Thank you for echoing that segment um, that meant uh, that meant something. And it, it tells me a lot about um, your heart and your character. And I appreciate that. So thank you. And um, what you said about, you know, you not seeing myself or, you know, other people of color as as color, as any color. You see them as human. You see them as, you know, for who they are that's that's wonderful but a lot of white people don't see it that way and those are the people that that causes uh these problems and these issues for centuries right um that's the issue not the people who wear their heart on their sleeve um it's the people who use their skin color to um, overpower others because they you know they just they feel that superiority um and i think the you know what i what i notice is that white people have a tendency to look at themselves as separate individual people they don't put themselves in a sector in a group they don't see themselves as a group they see themselves as individuals so if someone says something that's racist and that other person is, you know, a white person, um, even though you know you're not racist, your obligation as a white man, as a human being, is to walk over there and say, you know what you're saying is wrong. You know what you're doing is wrong. Let's talk about it. Let me give you my perspective. That is your obligation. Um, and that is how you help in this fight personally. That's how you help you have the, even if those conversations are happening in the UK um, The same way hate travels love travels faster, right? Um, and so I've that is what I'm saying if we if 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 you um, and other people say th Things that are well-intentioned. I know what you're saying is well-intentioned 
But if you say that to a person who is racist, they're going to take that and they're going to, that's going to um, confirm and, um, you know, make valid what they've already thought. And, and it's like, oh yeah, you know, people of color don't really, you know, go through as much because, you know, everyone's the same, everyone gets treated the same. And it's, it's clearly not that way. And if you, if you say, well, we're, you know, we're all colorblind, then it doesn't address the issue that clearly shows us that a lot of people don't think that we're all colorblind, right? They see color, they see color very clearly. Um, so I, I appreciate your words and, and I appreciate, um, like I said, you taking the time to, to echo the segment because that's important. What I hope and what I pray for is that people like yourself go and have conversations with other white people, go and have conversations with your family members, um, go and have conversations on Anchor with other white people and, um, and you know, p put the spotlight on the, the, um, the receiving end of racism because the giving end of racism is hate, right? But it's the receiving end. That is the the um the people that are suffering and that are hurting and that are in pain um and that's what we need to to spotlight um so if that's something that can come out of this segment and many other segments that i know people do you know <laughs> online and in real life um that's how we unfuck the world right that's how we really um, hold ourselves accountable because that accountability has to start at home. It has to start with conversations that you have with your homeboys, with your, your, you know, your friends and your um, family members and your co-workers and your doctors and your, it has to go into the same spaces. That, that freedom, justice, equality talk has to go into the same spaces that you talk about everything else so that that becomes normalized. Because right now, what's being normalized is hate and bigotry. Um, and then, you know, people, people end up doing dumb shit like voting for Trump. Um, and this is what is the consequence of that. So I know that was a lot. But again, thank you. I appreciate you. I'm blessed to have connected with you. Love and light. We'll talk soon. <laughs> Yuri, just call my station. Yurik just called my station and <laughs> and I think decided that he he's gonna be my bodyguard against racism <laughs> and I, I'm I'm so I'm so happy I got an anchor I'm so happy okay listen to his call in Mala Mala baby I did not hear this call in that made you feel bad, but it sounds like something like a white person treating person with darker skin like shit. Okay, here's the deal. You call me, I come wherever you are, I get revenges on this person. They will never do it again, believe me, because I have special techniques that are a secret from Eastern European nations. And I will protect you, and I will only charge you $110 per hour, that's all. Now, one hour free, I give it to you. Okay, Mala, you keep your chin up, be proud of your brownness, and I love you. Okay, will you be my sixth wife, please? Thank you, bye. 
Yuri, I I didn't quite hear the the last part of that. Did did, did you say you loved me? Did did you say did you say you wanted me to be your sixth wife? Was that a proposal? Is is that how they do it in the Eastern European countries? Um, what about what about Olga? I I don't I don't know what to say. Um, but you can't call me baby. My first name ain't baby. It's not Janet either. Can't call me baby. You remember that Janet Jackson song, right? You can't call me baby because I'm not gonna. That's not. That's unacceptable. Um, call me by my name, right? Or goddess. You can say goddess. Um, and if I gotta be a sixth wife, then I'm not paying you no one fifty an hour beat. No, I need. I need. I need it. For, I you gotta give it to me for free. It is what it is. You let me know. And I need a proper proposal. I need a proper proposal. Thank you. Thank you, though. Thank you for making me laugh. That was very nice. But I need a proper proposal. We don't do that in New York. We don't do that. Okay, there's clearly some negative energy between this Sal fella and Yurik. I don't know what kind of like beef they got going on, but it's something that's, it's, you know, it's, it's still at the surface, clearly. They haven't buried it or, you know, um, come to terms with it or reconciled with it at all, clearly. Um, and Sal, Sal was just trying to give me some advice, I guess. And since I really don't, you know, know Yurik in that way, I don't know, maybe I should, maybe I should, you know, heed his, his advice. I don't know. But anyway, listen to what he says. He sounds like he's from Shaolin. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, hey, excuse me. I'm calling for goddess uh, Mala. How you doing? This is Sal. Salmonella, yeah, I took over the out-of-order guy station. He's a bit of a friend. We used to be associates. You might not be hearing from him much. But nonetheless, I was listening to your station, and uh, I'm going to tell you something there. Um, I didn't hear what you said, but I heard this Yorick guy, and I'm going to tell you something. Don't listen to this guy. He's a, a pig. Or in his language, he's a yak. And you know what? You're icky. Icky, Yorick. You disgust. You have no. You don't understand. You don't understand the culture. So before you protect her against people with darker skin, why don't you protect her from yourself, okay? I'll pay for that. With yak poop. Hey, Sal. Thanks for your calling. Thanks for your, um, your advice. Um,. I don't know, you know, what the situation is with you and Yurik, but, you know, ever since I've been talking to Yurik, um, you know, I, I initially tried to get him to see the light with Olga, and he sort of refused. It was like this, you know, they both were playing hard to get, and I, don't, I really don't know what was going on. 
and then you know Yurik just comes out of nowhere and says this to me and you know I'm a little taken aback I'm not gonna lie but you know I'm still very hesitant and weary but um you know I I don't I don't know I, I don't know what I should believe um it seems like you know he does a lot of repug shit you know like he mad repug like he be doing stuff with goats and shit but you know you gotta kind of give and take in relationships i mean i'm willing to meet people you know meet them halfway but i mean like not halfway in a barn like that's weird right um i don't know i think i'm just gonna you know see how it goes play it by ear um he still has to you know do a proper proposal because this you know that first one wasn't too great I mean I need to figure out who these five wives are you know what animals and shit they're into like I don't I don't know this whole you know sister wives thing I am very new to it um so I don't know I don't know if we can make it work but um but, I, but thanks, thanks for your call and thanks for, you know, warning me. Um, I don't know, like, what kind of history can I ask? What kind of history did you and, and Yurik have? Um, did you clash over, like, maybe a girl or something? Is that what it was? I, I don't know. Um, if, you know, if you care to share. I'd appreciate it. If not, I completely understand, Sal. I get it. I get it. I get it. You know, sometimes you just gotta put up walls. That's how you protect yourself, right? Four very, very tall walls. Like, not Trump walls, but like tall inner walls. Like, I get it. Alright, thanks for calling in, Sal. Eric. Um... Did you just propose to me with a seven carat blood diamond? Do you do you not know do you not know me? Do you not know that I'm not I'm not one of those girls that's just gonna fall over for a, a blood diamond? I don't support conflict diamonds. Okay, let's be real clear about that. Okay, they don't symbolize love. These diamonds symbolize violence and worker exploitation and environmental degradation. I'm not about that life. I'm and you shouldn't be about that life. Okay? I can't I can't even fathom this right now. Like this is not what I had in my head. I didn't picture it happening this way. Um Blood diamonds don't say love. Blood diamonds say unspeakable human suffering. That's what that translates to me, okay? And I don't, I, I can't, I can't give you my heart if you can't even acknowledge that. Like, that's not, even as a sixth wife, okay? And I need to find out who these five chicks are. Like, what's their names? Like, where they from? How many kids you have with them? And are they badass kids? Because I can't deal with no badass kids. 
I need to know these things. We need, like, like, we need to talk, okay? Like, maybe we need to, like, you know, bring it back and, like, you know, just take it a little slower because I have a lot of questions and the whole blood diamond thing just completely <sighs> discouraged me because I think you should know me by now. And I think if you don't know me by now, you will never, never know me. Right? So, um, and I don't know. I don't know if you heard, you know, Sal called in. Salmonella. And he was talking shit. And, like, I'm just really confused now. I just need, I just need time for myself to figure things out. I just need a little space. A little space. Love and light without the, uh, without the gold still. Okay, so I have three call-ins from John Craig because, uh, the call-ins are a minute and it's a pain in the ass and I think we all agree. Um, he's talking about the segment that, um, I did with, uh, the racism and, and how it affects my children and, um, I want you guys to listen to it and then I'm going to comment on it, um, afterward. Okay, John Craig. Hi, Mala. It's John Craig. Uh, I see, I, it seems that you just published my call-in, calling in as a character, Sal Manella. And I almost want to apologize because I, uh, after um, doing that, I listened to uh, your, uh, what seems to be an episode now, talking about racism and you having to explain to your children how to behave when they get pulled over and how to act and respond and the fear and all of that. And I have to say that my son, Cameron, who will be 15, I had a conversation like this with him when about the difference. A good friend of mine, uh, Carrie, is uh, from Jamaica. She is black, and her stepson is uh, light-skinned, black, but still nonetheless black, and he's a big kid. And I told my son, Cameron, there would be a huge difference if he and my friend's son got pulled over for the exact same reason by the cops. Um, the thing is, uh, here's a challenge about talking about this kind of stuff, uh, using call-ins is one minute is not enough time. And then I just didn't want to add to my station and go back and forth. Um, anyway, uh, I think it's important for me to let my son know that there is a difference and he should be aware of it and be sensitive to it. And even the smallest, uh, of racist words and thoughts and ideas are not nearly as funny as he and his friends may think they are because they read them in a meme or they just don't know enough people of, you know, with brown skin. My daughter's a little bit better, but maybe she lives in a bubble, um, you know, because she has one black friend, but not but you don't, she doesn't really know. She doesn't experience her culture. She doesn't experience their friends, but it's different. Um, again, because they're perceived as different, but I don't know. I don't have the answers, but I know what I'm going to do with my children and how I'll talk to them. And Mala, I don't like the idea of calling in three times, but again, this just doesn't feel like there's enough time. Uh, I just want to make it clear that I wasn't uh, trying to be dismissive or remiss about the initial, um, segment that you did uh an emotional plea and sort of how 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 this all how this affects you um and i'm very fortunate to live in a world where i can not look the other way but it doesn't affect me the same way i can never experience that 
um, I know what I want to, but uh, wish there were a way. I wish there were a way that we could put on some sort of glasses, see everyone the same way, almost like the eclipse. We just put on like glasses to protect our eyes. I don't even know if those are necessary, but to just sort of experience and say, wow, you know, but um, hmm, maybe we just need to talk to one another more in real life and communicate and learn and get to know one another and shift. Hey, John Craig, thank you for your call-ins. I know the one minute increment thing is annoying. I think we can all agree it's a pain in the ass. So I wanted to say thanks for calling in and giving giving your perspective um, on this. You know, Simon called in before and, you know, he gave his point of view as a white man in, in the UK. And now you're calling in as a white man in the tri-state area who's, uh, you know, closer to this. And acknowledging that, acknowledging that you'll never really experience it is is something that as much as white people say it you should it's good that you continue to say it because you still have to continue to say it for people who still don't get it um, and who still think that everyone's the same um, so that's important talking to your kids about it like that's that like when you said that that made me feel so that made me feel better um, because you know you can have the same way you have conversations with them about everything under the sun um, I guess maybe sometimes it takes like a segment or something that you hear or having a friend who's you know a person of color go through something that triggers that conversation with them <laughs> so that's good that's good to hear that and I think again you know like I can't get into the conversations that you can you can get yourself into as you know as a white man right like you can and even as like with your friends um, as a friend as a brother as a coworker, like there are conversations that you can have that I can't have they won't let me in those conversations even if I try like that alone is a struggle and in the same way that you you know you don't try something because because you see it on TV but if your friend tells you you should you know try it because it worked like you'll try it because you you take their their word for it and it's it you know this kind of acts in the same way um, people listen to other people but you know you can't really you can't really do that until you until someone kind of says hey stop you know let's let's talk about what you just said let's talk about what you just did um, so that's important and I don't I don't think you are being dismissive I think you know um, like I said before like you're good you're good at making people laugh John Craig and I, I hope like you you kind of go with that and you kind of you do you do the comedian thing like you know more full-time than you're doing it now because to have all this heavy shit going on um, it's good to have something to break it up with and to me um, I've noticed that you know I'm just you know I'm really I'm kind of like a heavy person and I'm awesome and I just I know that when when I I'm like sitting with my kids and we watch like a comedy show or like it just it's medicine right it's it's medicine and I think that um, you're good at that and I really hope that you I don't know, I, I really hope you pursue it, 
um, and do it because it's when you can when you're able to do that, especially during a time of of so much like turmoil and so much grief and suffering. Um, you know, to be able to do that for someone, that's magic. And you're, you have that. And I hope you, you know, I hope you tap into that more. And I'm glad we met. And I'm glad that, you know, there are a lot of people, I've been saying it like lately, there's a lot of people on Anchor that I met, but there are a couple of people that I kind of just, you know, kind of, I'm just drawn to. And I'm glad that I met them because I would have never met them had it not been for Anchor. And I think you're one of those people, and I'm, so I'm grateful for that. Um, Alright, so, you know, drink some chamomile tea. Um, focus on the road. Don't be, you know, don't get into accidents with your Uber life. Um, and we'll, we'll talk soon. Thank you for your call-ins. Love and light. Next up is a call-in from Personally Borderline. Um, commenting on the racism segment. So let's take a listen and then I'll, I'll comment after. Hi, Mala. I just wanted to call in and reach out and thank you so much for making the How Racism Affects My Children um, segment and podcast. As a woman of color, as a person of color, but not, not, as, not only a person of color, but a woman of color, um, sometimes your experience as a minority can be explained away from the majority because it's it's just such an intrinsic thing some experiences or you just get like a sense that you're being you know you're being um slighted because of whatever minority visible minority you represent whether you're a person of color or whether you're a woman or whatnot and it it, it can be so easily explained away by the majority who's never experienced that and i think your perspective and your words like I felt your emotion and I I started tearing up but they're they're also so well put and so well done and they you you painted a picture of an experience that a lot of people don't see Hi Purse personally borderline uh thank you for your call in thank you for taking the time to um address this and to give everyone your viewpoint as a woman of color um and just how frustrating it is um because it you know it it it's downright discouraging to continue having these conversations and to continue being the people who have to um, initiate these conversations um like hey respect me i'm human too um and i think you know the approach that we have to take um the approach that I have taken, let me say that, the approach that I've taken, because I've taken many approaches and a lot of them have failed. Um, and when you take the political approach, for instance, you know, you can, you can gather all your, it's easy to gather on the internet all your beliefs and all your, you know, what you gravitate toward and then form your rebuttal. Um, but it's a lot harder to, to talk to someone, you know, and hear their voice like we, we were doing on Anchor, which, which is why I gravitate toward Anchor so much. Um, you can hear their intonation, you can hear their tone, you can, you can hear, you can hear where their, their heart is coming from, or, you know, or maybe not coming from, um, and you, you get an idea of that real time, I just, I was just having a conversation with someone about this, that it's so much more, the conversation changes so much more when you are maybe even face to face with someone, and you, and you are able to look at them, and you see their, you see them and you're able to say hey 
You know, why, why is it that you think I am inferior to you? Why is it that you think that my children don't deserve the same dignity that your children deserve? Because if I see something happen to your children, I'm going to stand up for them just as much because, because they deserve dignity. So I'm, I'm going to fight for that. Why aren't you fighting for me? What, you know, it's like asking, asking them that very firm, um, and, but in a, uh, I don't know, I try to, in a loving way, say, you know, why, why aren't you being accountable? I'm, I'm holding myself accountable. Why aren't you holding yourself accountable? Um, and we need to have more of those discussions and they're hard discussions to have. They're difficult. Um, I'm, I'm physically drained from it. Um, but I continue to come back to it because there's so much um, behind it that I believe in. Um, and I can tell from your voice that it's, it's something that, that resonates with you maybe too much, you know. Um, and you spoke, you know, on your station before you played my call and you spoke about um, the microaggress microaggressions at work that, that happen. And that is so true because it's like a, it's, it's even, you know, doubly hard to, to go to work and to do your job and, you know, to deal with all these microaggressions hitting you from everywhere and still be expected to work efficiently and to work professionally um, and to get the job done. Um, and, and there are other people that don't have to deal with that. Um, and it's, it's frustrating. Um, but I, I really feel that, um, you know, I, I was saying in that segment that, you know, even, uh, women of color, um, especially black women have, uh, the hardest time, um, you know that quote from from Malcolm X, where he says like the the most um, the most unprotected and neglected and disrespected woman um, in America is still the black woman, um, and 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 there's so much um, to talk about when it comes to that, um, with you know womanism versus feminism, um, and why w womanism is important. Um, and I, I'm going to do a separate segment on that, um, because that, that needs its own segment. Um, but I just want to say thank you. I want to say I'm, I'm glad to connect with you, um, as, as a woman, um, as a woman of color, as a human, <laughs> um, I, I look forward to listening to your station and, and cause you have good content. So, and I, and I encourage everyone to, to favorite her station and, um, and listen because, uh, these conversations matter. Okay, women hold up the whole fucking sky. Thank you, personally, Borderline. I only called in to say, I like your new profile picture. You look beautiful. That is all. Oh, shook, Simon. Oh, shucks. Thank you so much for your compliment of my profile picture. I gotta tell you, it's nothing more than a little bit of that shellac makeup. That shit is butter. It's like butter. It goes on so smooth. I don't, it could be raining. It could be snowing outside. I don't care. That stuff stays on. It stays. So anyway, thank you. I appreciate it.
I appreciate you. I have to get on to your station. I haven't been on to your station today. Okay, talk soon. Oh, Eric. So I heard you propose to my mom. Well, we have a few questions for you. First, how old are you? And second, how long do you think you're going to live? Because if you're not here, that's kind of a problem. And even though my mommy doesn't need protection, who's going to protect her if you don't have a long lifespan? And also, what's your retirement plan, Yurik? Do you have a life insurance policy? So we don't think we're going to be moving with you because we're perfectly content here in New York. But um, we heard you have trampolines and um, goats. That's a point for you, too, actually. But um, we had two play sets, and our dad bought us ducks when we were two. So beat that. Yeah. Yeah.